Well, I first saw it on the show Family Matters, and as Steve Urkel brought out his BMW Isetta, I started to take notice of how small this product was. It was small enough to barely fit anyone into it. Pretty much just two people, and the front door open. But doing the front door opening made it a lot easier to conserve space. This is a great idea. This is a dual-person vehicle for running about cities. But why didn't more people get into this? Major cities around the world? Hmm. Really wasn't until the late 90s when the, the creator of Swatch Watches teamed up with Mercedes to bring us the Smart. The Smart car was a purpose-designed city runabout. That's all it was. It wasn't made for long trips or doing a full grocery haul. It was for you and someone else to get back and forth to work. That's pretty much it. When you're living in major urban centers, do you need much more than just that? Well, people made fun of it, and people didn't like the Smart idea and thought it was essentially you're just driving a major death trap. But as the world became more condensed in the 21st century, a lot of companies, mostly inclusive of a lot of Chinese companies, started getting into pod design. Why? That's something that Autolooks will answer on this week's podcast. Autolooks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. So welcome back to the Autolooks podcast. I am your host as always, Mr. Everett J, talking to you about the automotive industry in all its ways. And today I'm coming to you from our main website, autolooks.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, look for our podcast and some rated vehicles, and check out the most extensive corporate websites list on the internet. Big or small, we have them all on the Autolooks corporate website. We'd also like to thank Podbeam, our major host, for bringing us to you on many different streaming forms from spotify to itunes to samsung podcast now podbeam has gotten us there now like we discussed in the beginning this is an episode about inner city pods something that most of us in north america still shy away from why do i need an inner city pod when i can go out and get a sports car or you know a subcompact well when you start looking at major urban centers around the world and they're becoming more and more condensed not everybody has to travel this far there's a lot of people these days even in major centers in north america who's starting to think twice about vehicle ownership it was subscriptions car services rental car services and basically sharing services for vehicles inner city pods may be the next big thing to come to the automobile industry and why is that well taking a look back like i said the bmw azetta from way back in the 50s is one of those early adaptations with that the fiat 500 the austin mini they're all small cars but only the azetta was a two-person car and then like i said we move into the, the 90s with the smart cars you had the smart 4.2 then it moved up to the smart 4.4 which had capable seats for four adults and then you had the smart roadster so it's a two-person design you can just go a little bit quicker and look better as you're getting there but today as the coupe and convertible market is slowly disappearing yes we do mean slowly disappearing as every year when we do our ratings for this market we have to put the two of them together just so we can actually have one page on the website because every year there's not a lot of new coupes and convertibles coming to the market basically the luxury marks are the only people keeping this alive and in the near future they won't even be keeping it alive as most of us are moving to coupe profile cuvs or as we call them alvs and coupe profile sedans we want the 
a coupe profile, but we want to fit four people in it comfortably. And coupes just aren't doing that. Sports cars are the only mainstay in two-person mobility. But unless you get deep pockets, or you can afford to have a vehicle that can only be used by minor occasions, you're not really considering it. But pods, intercity pods, we're starting to see a major look into this market. And as early back as 2010, we had companies like Aptura, Volkswagen, and Elio Motors looking into this. With their central driving positions and their out-of-this-world designs. The Aptura is a three-wheeled product with gullwing doors for limited capacity inside. It looks like something out of the future, like the Jetsons car, with only a difference of having wheels. Same with the Elio Motors, but the Volkswagen XL1. Limited capacity, and it went super far on a limited amount of fuel, all because of its drag coefficient. They wanted to prove to the world that you can go super far on just a minuscule amount of fuel. And they proved this once again with their diesels. Mini did it with their diesel as well, but it was only a limited production vehicle. Moving into Canada, yes, Canada, you get the Electra Mechana Solo. This is essentially a takeoff of the Myers Motors. Sparrow, a single person vehicle. Look back far enough, you get the Tango Commuter. There were, there were lots of amazing singular or dual occupancy vehicles made for city runabouts. But like we said, why are more companies getting into this and why are more people looking into this market now? Well, today we got Sondors, Ortega, Bayerjean. Well, they got a bunch of different ones. The Citroen ME, Microlino Car, Toyota Ultra Compact, Unity One, Wuling Hongguang Mini EV, XEV Yo-Yo, Cherry QQ, City Transformer, a new one from last year, Costa EC1, Darts Frez Nicarab, the Opal Rocks, the Poco Meme, the Salance S04 and the Wuling Nano. All single or dual occupancy vehicles made for major congestion cities. And as we all know, there's well over a billion people in China, and a lot of those people are in major urban centers. Some of the biggest major centers in the world. Do you really think all those people want to take public transit all the time? Public transportation is great, but then you're stuck moving your life around their schedules. Well, that's where ride sharing came into play, where you could book one and kind of have a time frame of when they're going to be there, and you can go from point A to point B. It's not like taking the bus where you have to walk over to their point A and you can only get off at a point B closest to your final stop. And in some cases, that could be a hefty walk. Like for myself, taking a bus going down the road to the place I used to work at. It's in an industrial park. Oh yeah, the city bus will get me to the end of the road. But from there, I still gotta walk over a kilometer and a half into the industrial park to get to my job, which is at the back of this park. It's great if you like work at one of the first businesses right off the side of the road. But anyway, further than that, you're still going to walk a long way. Something that kind of kept me from getting on that bus because in that sense, I have to wait for the bus. My ride on the bus takes longer to get to that point than driving my car. And walking in makes it even longer. So taking public transit for me is not an option. In some cases, it is. I had a cousin who lived in Brampton and worked downtown Toronto. Well, they weren't that far away from the GO station. And they had an older vehicle that, you know, was only used for minor trip so they would get into that unless it was a really nice day they get in their car together first thing in the morning her and her husband drive to the train station since it had public access parking where you can leave your vehicle during the day they'd hop the train and bypass all of the traffic on the highway to get downtown because going from Brampton to downtown Toronto in the morning you gotta leave yourself in some cases almost two hours to make that track or if you're taking the train about 30 minutes but like I said they still got into a vehicle so for them an inner city pod was a great advent having just a smart 4-2 for them to take that 
them their lunch and any documents they need to bring with them to the train station and then into downtown. They didn't need a massive vehicle. Sure, they like to go to town quite often, so they had a, a little bit better and bigger vehicle for moving around. But having an inner city pod would be great. Hell for myself, even though I'd have to take a car to get to work because it's more efficient than taking public transit for where I live in the city, having one of these small little inner city pods would work out for me. And that fact, even for my wife and I, to each have one would be decent. Both of our kids are in school, so if one of us has to pick them up, I live close enough to home, I could go there and pick one of them up. If I bought something like a Toyota IQ, there is a back seat so I could put one of my children into the backrest area and drive home. And doesn't that make it a little bit more efficient? I have a vehicle that's either running on electricity or a very small amount of fuel. So I'm being more energy conscious about the environment around me. I'm saying to the world, hey, I care about it. I may own, you know, four vehicles, but the two that get driven the most during the day are the ones that are the most efficient on the road. And like I said in that, that little part could be electric. Moving into an electric place is going to make it so that there's more storage capacity in these vehicles. You put your battery pack as a skateboard underneath the vehicle, which means now where the engine bay would be, there's storage. So you can actually pick up groceries. You can even extend it out slightly so you can have a backseat area capable of fitting smaller people or children. You get into products like the Electromechanis Solo, the City Transformer, or the Silence SO4. Those are a little bit more different. We see Silence made it that you can have the capacity to fit one or two people in this vehicle, one behind the other, but it has a widening capability on this. They said for inner city travels, you only need half a lane, you only need half a parking space to get this vehicle around. So you're saving space. But if you gotta make a track to the edge of the city a little bit further than you need to travel, the wheelbase extends out so you can travel at a higher rate of speed and more safely on a higher speed road. Now, how is that not amazing for those odd occasions you need to get out of town? You need to go pick something up. When you look at this, a lot of them, like we said, are from Chinese manufacturers. Why do Chinese have so much interest in these small little vehicles? We know that in France, they've had small commuter cars like this for quite a while with companies like Ligier and their small cars. You can check out our website. We do have links to all of these car companies' websites as well. But they've been producing them forever because in major centers like Paris, London, Berlin, Rome, or even Barcelona, they're old cities. There are cities that were developed around the time, well, in some cases for them, chariots, wagons, horses, and just plain people walking around the city. So if you have a vehicle that's up to the width of three and a half people, getting them in and around some of those places is painstakingly hard. Could you really see a fully loaded long box F-350 driving around the old parts of Rome? It'd be kind of hard to see. Like we know that in Paris, a lot of their infrastructure was updated with large boulevards almost two centuries ago to make it easier for horse and buggies and more people to move around in the city. But that was also before the advent of the automobile. But a city like Rome didn't go, go through that. Now, a newer city like Shanghai or Beijing, not really newer, but Beijing's running around for a long time, same as Shanghai, but Shanghai hasn't been a metropolis like it is today forever. So that city can be developed for vehicular travel within it. So inner city pods are something that you might get if you live in a city like that, you bet on the lottery, you don't have children, and you manage to get a winning deal to get a vehicle. And then you start looking at it as, oh, you know, why do I need a big full-size vehicle where it's just me? living in my apartment and if I get a smaller vehicle I have to pay half the price as a standard vehicle for a parking space. I hardly ever use it so if it's electric it'll always be charged when I'm ready to go and I don't go that far. 
So considering the fact that you live in a major city, the only times you'd be using that vehicle is when you go go further out from your everyday travels. Similar to like people in New York City or even Los Angeles. Yes, there are people in Los Angeles looking at smart cars. It's because they know when they're stuck in traffic, those cars are a lot easier and nimbler to get around. It's easier to park them because you don't need a full parking space. And really, when you have great public transit right around you, why would you need a big vehicle? My brother's one of those people who live in major cities and he's never owned a vehicle in his life. Like he's turning 42 this year and has never, ever owned a vehicle in his life. His wife did at one point, but my brother never has because after he moved out of our home city, he went to major cities. He lived in Ottawa. Ottawa, if you don't know, has some of the best public transit in all of Canada. They have dedicated roads for buses. Dedicated roads for buses. Like an actual bus highway. Just for city buses. And now, they're building a brand new LRT line. They're gonna have light rail, dedicated bus routes, and then they also have the express buses from the outer areas. So, living in Ottawa, I went to visit my brother once, and he lived out by the airport. From the airport into downtown, if you're driving, can be like 20 to 30 minutes, depending on what time of the day you're traveling. Because there's, there's only only two major highways that go through Ottawa. A city of over a million people and they have the 416 coming up on the west side of the city and the 417 that travels through the main core. That's it. No other major freeways. Like there is nothing to the south of the city. There's nothing out going out to the airport. It's all surface roads. Now, if you don't know this, Canada is one of those countries that's very iffy on major transportation links. You go to Alberta and they love them. They don't always have fully limited access highways everywhere. They have them. British Columbia? doesn't really care about it. Their main highway, Highway 1, that goes through the Trans-Canada that has tons and tons of traffic, is just now being expanded in the past 20 years. Vancouver doesn't even have a major ring road. Winnipeg and Manitoba has no limited access expressways in it. They have a small section out by their airport, and that's it. Everything else is all four-lane surface roads with traffic lights. They're broken apart in their large boulevards, but no limited access. It's the same way in Ontario. Toronto has a whole bunch of freeways, but not enough. It's like Los Angeles. It's a big growing city, but they have a limited capacity of where they need highways to be. Unlike Montreal or Quebec City, they have them all over the place. It's the only area in Canada you can travel where it feels like you're in the United States with all of the freeways going in and around it. So getting back to my original part of this story, living in Ottawa, it was like a seven minute walk, you know, five to seven minute walk from where my brother lived by, out by the airport to the dedicated bus route. Then it took us, once the bus came, 10 minutes to get from there to downtown Ottawa. Like downtown. I went to the liquor store only about six blocks up from my brother's place the next day and it took me 10 minutes to get there. It was, it was crazy. It took so long to get places. It was better to take public transit. But like I said, if you gotta go to the liquor store, you don't wanna walk back with all of that stuff to your house. So an inner city pod like this would be a great thing for my brother there. But he wouldn't wanna pay for the vehicle so you could do his subscription service. You know they have bike racks all over the place? Main place I, well, first place I ever saw it was in San Francisco. Another place my brother lived where you saw a subscription service to bicycles. There wasn't one that far away from my brother where he can go use his phone, give the number into the system that he wants to take that one, and then he takes that one and bikes downtown, close to where he works, puts in the locking station, and punches in the number to make sure that it's locked in. Now, inner city pods are now becoming one step up from this in major cities. We'll get it, things like cruise, 
from General Motors and Canoe are going to be creating these ride-hailing vehicles that can move around autonomously. Those are great, but you still got to wait. And if you live in a housing complex or an apartment building, they had one of these little rental stations for these little vehicles. It only had like maybe 10 of them, even though there might be like, you know, 300 people living in the building. Not everybody's going to use them at all times. So you get that one thing, you're paying the subscription fee into this. You come down from the elevator to the main floor. You check the system to see if there's a vehicle. You put your name onto the list so they hold it for you that morning. Or hell, if you know you need to go, you book it in advance. You get down there. You scan it in with your phone because now a lot of them, such as Tesla's and that, can use phone application to enter a vehicle and start the vehicle. Bam, you're in, you're done. You have your little two-seater pod that has enough space for you and your groceries, plus, you know, I'll pick up at the liquor store and maybe some new stuff for your computer and, in my case, podcasting situation. So I hop in this little car, I go downtown, I do all my shopping, and I come back. I get back to the station, I unload my vehicle, and then I press end, which means now the car is back in service for somebody else. If it runs on battery services, as long as the battery pack is over a certain percentage, they can re-release it immediately. But if I drain that thing 20%, well, naturally, it's going to go back in and change up. But if you've seen in China, they have battery swapping stations. And for little inner city pods like this, that is an amazing invention for them. So you'd be able to pull the little power pack battery from the front of the vehicle out. You no, know, maybe it weighs like 40, 50 pounds. Take it out, put it in the recharge station next to all the vehicles and pull a break and then put it in a charge. You might be nice enough and want to pull one out and put it in the vehicle, but if not, it's in the charging station. The next person comes down, they could just have a quick reminder, no battery on site. They go to the battery station, your system unlocks a brand new battery, fully charged for you. You take it out, plug it in, away you go. This is the future of intercity pods. And two companies, Ortega and Microlino, are bringing back intercity pods from the past. If you've listened to our podcast about rebirth cars, then you'll know what we're talking about. Ortega has the Caro Izetta EV, and Microlino has the car. Both vehicles have a striking resemblance to the original BMW Izetta. Now, they're making city travels chic and cool. You can go old school retro on this bad boy. So if you don't want to take out the newer looking Wuling Nano, you could pull out, you know, the Microlino car. Just an updated version of the original Izetta. This neat little three-wheeler, you can go in and around town getting all your stuff, and you look pretty cool doing it. So they've now made inner city pods, the cool vehicles on the block. And if retro is not a way to get you, then take a look at some of the others. Some of the other cars mentioned on this. Go to the Autolux.net podcast webpage and look for Inner City Pods podcast. There you'll find pictures of all the vehicles we have talked about in this podcast. If you want to see them and pick the one that you want to have when you go out and travel around. So yes, the future is coming and the future for major urban centers. We're not talking like, you know, a city of a million people. Of course, in those cases, that might come to fruition. We're talking like major urban centers centers you know that have well over 8 million people in them jammed into a small area manhattan even though it's got some of the greatest public transit services around could still benefit from the inner city pod craze you know the country like china who is the explosive market for automobiles on the earth right now they can help this market gain traction and not only their home market but markets they export to the future is coming and inner city pods are part of it 
So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment on any of the social feeds that you find this on. Hell, even drop us a line on any of the streaming services that you have found this podcast on. Whether it be through Podbeam, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, or even Samsung Podcasts. Send us a comment. Tell us what you like about it. And then after that, spam it to everybody in the office. Seriously, send it to them and say, this doesn't make me the crazy person anymore. I am not that weird crazy guy everybody talks about just because I own my smart car. This makes sense for the future. And tell them to give a listen to it. Maybe they'll understand why inner city pods are growing in popularity around the world. And after that, take a stop by the autolux.net website and see what we got to offer you. We have ratings dating all the way back to 2008 for the 2009 model year. Cars rated on exterior designs from way back then. You could see some of these cars and how well they've rated against the competition. You can also check out the Corporate Links website, pick up a few music videos, read a book to your kids, or yes, check out more from the autolux.net podcast. So for myself, the whole Autolux team, strap yourself in for this one fun little ride from the Inner City Pod Network.